gentlemen of the spacey Crutonian persuasion, a firm hand clasp and raise of the glass to you for joining us for today's podcast. It is I, Curdie Clammerwood, healthy and cheerful, enlisting the microphonic attributes of Van Helsing to share the airwaves with you once again to bring forth another episode of Space Crouton Season 4.0. And who do you think is right here with me, manning the controls and adding in their two cents at every opportunity? That would be me, Curdy. That would be you, Curdy. But you're not Curdy, I am. You're Sally. (laughs) I know that. You know that. Our listeners know that as well. Are you feeling all right, Curdy? All right is exactly how I feel, Sally. I'm just working on my act. Your act? That's right, Sally. Take my dad, please. (laughs) I've always wanted to try stand-up comedy. What do you think? I think we should hear a word from our sponsor. Fine by me, Sally. While you do that, I'm going to blow up my whoopee cushion. Listeners, here is our commercial. Please enjoy. Today's episode of Space Croutons is brought to you by the letter Quasta. This letter of the geek alphabet represents those who were uncool before uncool was cool. Meaning, OG nerds don't rock, but if you're stoned, they can be counted on as a reliable designated driver. Quasta. As in, I'm so high, I can see two Quastas in the front seat. And they each have a steering wheel. The new geek alphabet, it's all good to me. Hey, Sally, how many computers does it take to change a light bulb? None. They've got an app for that. (laughs) Ha ha! Get it? We all got it, Cordy. And some of us wish there was a shot for it. But back to today's story. It is an anonymous submission, and while the people identify themselves in the recording, we have not yet been able to confirm the veracity of the tale. Perhaps someone listening out there can contact us if they have any additional information regarding what we are calling, Sweet Clone of Mine. Thanks, NYC. You've been wonderful. It feels so good to be back home. 
Have a great hot August night and be safe getting home on those Brooklyn roads. And for those who didn't get enough, I'll be right back here at the bitter end tomorrow night saying hello again. Good times never seem so good. So good. So good. So go away. Mr. Diamond? Sorry, lady. You're not allowed to be back here. I get that you love me and the show, but I need a few minutes to myself to get cleaned up and wind down, okay? If you wait out in the alley by the stage door, someone will be out with some signed CDs and publicity photos for you to fight over. <laughs> and again, thanks for coming to the show. <sighs> Listen, I thought I told you to wait by the stage door. Whoa, Cherry, what's with the gun? Hey, why didn't you say it was important? Come in. Back up to that chair. Now sit, please. Hey, listen, I get it. You're a fan, but I mean, the gun. It's a bit overkill, don't you think? No pun intended. So, um, did you catch the show tonight? Yes. Well, did I miss singing your favorite song? No. Why? The locked door, the revolver, the hostage situation. Oh, right, yeah. No, no, you did all my favorites. Okay, then. I just want to say, I'm not crazy, Mr. Diamond. I assure you I come in peace, but it's important that I have a chance to talk to you alone. How did you know? Know what? That I'd be alone tonight. Ben, my security guy, is out on an errand down to Katz's to get me a pastrami on rye. He's usually got it sitting here on the table before the last encore. He's late, but he'll be back any second. Wrong. He isn't coming back. Huh? Well, I'll have you know he's brought me a pastrami every night of my residency here for the last six years. Of course he's coming back. His train's probably just running behind. So why don't you put the gun down and say whatever you need to say and go, and I won't even call the cops. I hate that the gun is necessary, but I just couldn't think of any other way, Mr. Diamond. Please, just call me Neil. No, really? I mean, you're a big star, and I'm just a nobody, Mr. Neil, I insist. <laughs> and you are? Leslie. Leslie? What a coincidence. That's my middle name. I know. I know everything about you, Mr. Neil. Uh, well, Leslie, I'm flattered, truly. You said you needed to talk to me? Yes, I... Oh, that is... Oh! <laughs> hey, Leslie, what's the matter? I told you to sit. Holly, holy, Leslie, okay. See, I'm sitting. Calm down. I'm sorry, but this isn't going like I hoped. For you and me both. But, Leslie, you have to stay in control. If you don't, one or both of us is going to get hurt. You're right, Neil. You're always right. I am? Yes. That's why I love your songs. Your words are just right. They're filled with truth. I am, I said. Girl, you'll be a woman soon. We do okay forever in blue jeans? Yeah, that's me, all right. So, 
Is this what you wanted to talk about? My songs? No offense, but I've already done a lot of that in therapy, and you can hear all about that in my Broadway show, Beautiful Noise, eight friggin' nights a week. Don't be silly, Neil. I mean, yes, I could talk about your music for hours. Just ask my friend Desiree. She thinks I go on way too much about your music. Lordy, Les, what's a Jewish Elvis anyway? Can't we please talk about something, anything else? I mean, who cares if he doesn't bring you flowers? Go buy him yourself. Gee, your friend sounds nice. Too bad she wasn't able to join you for the show tonight. Oh, that's okay. She came with me last year. The, the night you sang the entire Moods album in order? She hated Porcupine Pie, but she loves Play Me. Even the Brang to Me line. Yeah, still can't believe I got away with that one. But you said you're not here to talk about my music. I know. I'm not. I'm... I'm just afraid, that's all. You're afraid? You're the one with the gun. I think I've got you beat in the afraid department. Touché. Okay. Here goes Neil. Uh, Mr. Diamond. Uh, uh, Neil. I didn't really bring the gun to use against you. That shot just now was an accident. Then wouldn't it be better to put the gun down? That way no more accidents would happen. Uh, no. I, I mean, I, I need the gun. Because I've come here tonight to... Save you. You've come to save me? Yes. From what? Well, see, that's the hard part. I don't think you're going to believe me. Listen, Leslie, I can tell that you're a big fan of mine, and I appreciate that. And I've dealt with some pretty over-the-top devotees over the years. But this is starting to feel dangerous to me, and I don't think you, as a fan, want that. Do you? No, of course not. I, I, I love you. I believe that. I really do. But this is quickly becoming more and more of a, if you'll pardon the expression, a stalking situation. So, please, let's think about what you're doing. I mean, no matter how much you love me and my music, bringing a gun to my show and firing it, even just by accident, into the ceiling is no way to save me. In fact, I suggest going home and putting on one of my albums, say, Jonathan Livingston Seagull. That's a pretty peaceful one. Maybe it's a better way to resolve whatever's frightening you, don't you think? But that won't save you. I'm fine. And if I do need saving later on, well, Ben will be back and he can save me. That's what I pay him for. So what do you say? Is it a deal? I told you, Ben isn't coming back. You're right that he gets paid to protect Neil Diamond, but as of ten minutes ago, he doesn't protect you anymore. And why would that be? Because as of ten minutes ago, you're not Neil Diamond. <laughs> okay, I get it. Brilliant. You got to me. Who put you up to this, huh? I bet it was Barbara, just because I tease her about Jim Bro and how she wanted to make her mother happy by marrying a doctor, even if he's just played one on Marcus Welby. <laughs> well, you can tell her from me, I swallowed it hook, line, and sinker. So if that's all you came here for, then I guess we're done and you can leave. I told you to stay seated. Here, hold this against your shoulder. There, that should hold you in the chair. Mm. Brother Love, Leslie, get this tape off me. 
and put that gun down now. I don't want either of us to get accidentally shot. It was no accident this time, Neil. This isn't a game. I am trying to help you, but you are making it really hard. Okay, okay. But you're also making it hard for me. You have to tell me what you want. What the heck is going on? I mean, all you've said is that I'm not me anymore, and that is just crazy. It's only crazy because you don't know. Don't know what? You don't know what you are. Well, I'm a singer-songwriter and sometime actor. No, you're not. Hey, now, I admit the jazz singer was awful, but I tried. No, Neil. You're a clone. An AI-enhanced clone. Boy, Leslie, and don't take this the wrong way, but I think the boat that you row has sprung a big leak. Oh, I wish. I'm serious, Neil. You're an AI-enhanced clone of the original Neil Diamond. You were activated six years ago. You were created specifically for this residency at the club. But that's ridiculous. Six years. I can remember my parents, my grandmother, my childhood here in Brooklyn, which was way longer ago than six years. That's the AI programming. How could you be Neil Diamond without all his, your authentic memories? Yeah, you're talking nonsense. Even if you believe this to be true, I don't know you. Why should I listen to some off-the-rocker stalker superfan? Because I work at Columbia Labs, the laboratory where you were made. I'm the lab tech that made you. Listen, Leslie, this trip you're on, it's taken a big curve to the left, and I think we've landed in a ditch. So nothing to see here. Please just go. Do you want proof? What? I know how to prove what I'm saying is true. Look, I told you, I know who I am. I'm Neil Diamond, and that's who I've been all my life. You are confused, or off your meds, maybe. You broke in here, waving that pistol and duct-taped me to a chair, claiming you want to rescue me from God only knows who because I'm a clone? And now you're asking me if I want proof. This is turning out to be my worst day since the premiere of Seagull. Two pretentious hours of live birds filmed on the beach just doing bird things. No actors in sight but spouting buckets of allegory for days. I tried to bring some class and dignity to the proceedings with my soundtrack, and it won me a Grammy, but at what cost? Please, I'm begging you, leave here now, and just let me mull in my pastrami anticipation of Ben's return in peace. I I've upset you. Really? <laughs> How can you tell? Oh, I am so sorry, Neil. No. No, that's Mr. Diamond to you. All right, Mr. Diamond. But you have to know, I am not enjoying this either. Do you think I wanted to come up here and make your life miserable for even one second? I am trying to stop what is going to happen to you because I care. I know you're the happiest when you're on that stage singing for all of us. I see it on your face every night. You really do bring joy to our world and you never want to stop. But it is going to stop. But that doesn't mean your life has to stop. If I can convince you what I am saying is true, then we can leave here together. Your life can go on. Please, just three minutes. 
the length of one of your songs. If I cannot convince you in three minutes, then I'll leave. Or you can call the police and have me arrested. I don't care. You swear you'll leave in three minutes and I'll still be alive? I swear on my dog Shiloh's life. I know that's supposed to make me feel better, but somehow it doesn't. What do you say, Mr. Diamond? This wouldn't be the first time your life has changed in three minutes. Solitary man. Kentucky woman. Thank the Lord for the night time. Cherry, cherry. Okay, three minutes. Thank you. Okay, where's, where's your guitar? Over there, in my case. Um, I really don't like anyone else playing my guitar. I'm not going to play it. You are. Okay, I see. A private performance. Except it's not the audience, it's captive. Well, it's a bit tricky to play with the tape around my shoulders, but here goes. Um, any requests? Yes. I want you to write something. Write something? Yes. Something new. But that takes a lot longer than three minutes. Well, just off the top of your head. It doesn't even have to make sense. That's not how I work. I take my songwriting very seriously. And I love your work. I know. Think of this as an exercise. Just start on a new song. I want to see where it goes. But... Just strum. Okay. Okay. Okay, now sing. Whatever pops into your head. Um, okay. Young child with dreams. Dream every dream on your own. That's Shiloh. Right. No, I know. Probably because you mentioned your dog. That put the song in my head. Right. Try again. O okay, okay. up some words. I thought love was only true in fairy tales, meant for someone else, but not for me. Love was out to get me. I'm a believer. <laughs> Try again. Hmm. I, I'm just nervous. I'll slow things down. There, that sounds nice. Yes, it does. Oh, you are so talented, especially your love songs. Make this one about love. About love? Okay. Hello again. Hello. Just call to say hello. One of my favorites. But do you see what's happening? What's happening is that I've been playing these songs for so long, it's hard to get past them, right? What's happening is that you can only play what the original Neil Diamond actually wrote. Clones are copies. AI mimics, but it doesn't really create. No, that's not true. I mean, I can remember writing all these songs. I created them. Technically, yes. You are, or were, Neil Diamond, and Neil Diamond wrote them. But in the lab, we have limitations. Cloning and AI are still new technology, and, and what do we really understand about the creative process anyway? The point I was trying to make is... If I am the real, original Neil Diamond, I could write songs all day. Right. I get it. 
But, I mean, I can look in my mind and see how I work throughout my career with my guitar and a pad and pencil. I can still feel the joy that came with pulling Brother Love out of my heart and soul. But now, maybe it's just writer's block. There is one more thing. Unbutton your shirt at the waist, please. Now, pull up on your navel. Pull up. On your navel. Crackling Rosie, is that... Is that a USB port? Rudimentary, I know, but we need access for updates and such, and that's what we had six years ago. I'm sorry, Neil. Fine. You win, I'm convinced. But why now? Another limitation of cloning in a lab. Six good years is about all we can do so far. But it doesn't mean your life is over. Just my life is Neil Diamond. Man, so where do I go now? If you come with me, I will hide you, take care of you, for as long as you live. And if I don't? They will deactivate you when they deliver the new Neil. Either way, I'm no longer who I've always been. Well, I, I guess there will still be a Neil Diamond in the world, right? At least there's still that. And there could still be a you, too. Yeah. Whoever that me would be. I know this is an impossible situation for you. For me, too. I was fine working in the lab just being a scientist until I worked on you. Until you were activated. You were my firstborn. And after I started coming to see you perform, my whole outlook on my job changed. Not just feeling protective or motherly, but the whole idea of prolonging life just because we think we found a way to ignore death. Will you come with me? Neil, this is Ben. Got your pastrami. Sorry, Slade. The train, you know? I guess it's too late, Leslie. That's why I brought the gun. Don't be foolish. But they'll deactivate you. There's a window in the bathroom. You can get out without them knowing. Well, then we can both escape. No, Leslie. Like it or not, my life is done. Too soon. Yeah, that's a good one, isn't it? Go, please. I've got to face my fans. But thank you for all this. Bye, Neil. Hey, Ben. Here's your pastrami. Ready to head home? Sure, Ben. Great. I'll just grab your guitar. Leave it. I mean, I'll need it tomorrow night, right? Yes, sir, you will. The crowds love you. Yes, they do. Bye, Neil. Oh, hey there. My security guy says there was a pastrami sandwich in here with my name on it. Can't go home without it. There it is. Hmm, I thought I knew the whole nightclub staff. You must be new. My name is Leslie, and I love your music, Mr. Diamond. Nice to meet you, Leslie. Call me Neil. Well, how about that, Sally? Clones! Call Sondheim, tell him to send them in. Get it? <laughs> Send in the clones. 
<laughs> yes, Cordy. And that, listeners, is what we know so far. It's like my dad used to say. If laughter's the best medicine, how come I get so many shots in my rear end? Well, thank you, everyone. Don't forget to tip Sally. I'll be here all week. But fortunately for you, our listeners, we won't be. But we will be back soon. So on Curdy's behalf, I wish you all well and keep peace in your heart until our next story time. It's Space Crew Talk. We think. Get your space suit on. It's pink. We're triple Q. On that you can rely. And once you've tossed your salad in your flying saucer, it's Ballad who and Space Crew Talk. For lunching with Lucy in the sky. With Neil Diamond Lucy in the sky I love Neil Diamond Lucy in the sky No, not Neil Diamond With Space Croutons Space Croutons is a work of original fiction. Similarities to persons, situations, or events, real or fictional, is coincidental and unintentional. Created and written by Jerry, Jace, John, Della, and Jeff Goodson. Episode story by Jeff. Original music by John, Della, Jerry, and Jeff. Production by Jeff. Featuring the voice talents of Patsy Puckett, Jerry, Jeff, and Sally. Entire work copyright 2023 by Jeff, John, Jerry, Della, and Jace Goodson. This has been a Good Witch Audio production.